0: Star. It's Purple Daily
2: on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Can I tell you guys I love you? I mean it from the bottom of my heart. I will ride with this group until we don't
0: want to play anymore. Yeah, welcome in. Daily Vikings Entertainment. Purple Daily, where we just want the Vikings to win a dang Super Bowl at some point before we die. This is the place to be for daily training camp discussions, Judd's Camp Notes. Or maybe McAdac's camp notes tomorrow. Really? Huh? What what are we
1: talking about there,
0: McAdac? Well, going to be showing up to training camp today with a notebook, a digital one. This, yeah, I was anyway.
1: going to say, you're not going to show up with card. an actual notebook, right?
0: Well, if I had a smaller one, like I used to, you know, back in the beat writer days, would carry like a pocket-sized notebook that you could just throw in your back pocket. Mm-hmm. I got like this thing right now. I don't know if you can. Oh, yeah, that's that. not going to work for you. Oh, Judd, did you just uh, drop off the stream there? I think Judd might have fat fingered.
2: I haven't touched anything. I'd like to say it's my uh, fat fingers. Just a quick production note. Join via Chrome <laughs> on that laptop, not Firefox. All right. Okay. <laughs> just a quick production note.
1: Thought we had run all the updates. Okay. Hold on a second.
2: Not sure we how you can hear. Can you hear, can so, you hear me okay? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. No.
2: The ghost is all good.
1: You know, guy tries to come into work to help things out, and it's just not paying off for him. <laughs> all right, well, here we go.
0: Well, Judd figures out how to get back on camera and sorts his notes for the 53-man roster projection we're about to throw at you guys today. Let's shout out our friends at TCL, award-winning TVs for any budget, any space, all with stunning picture quality. And TCL makes more than just TVs, too. They offer mobile products, audio devices, and home appliances. TCL brings you joy and simplicity through innovative technology. You can learn more at TCL.com and a shout out to our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company as well. Federated is like having a great offensive line for your business, protecting it, looking out on the horizon at various risks. Uh, They bring 100 years of expertise and experience face-to-face relationships to your business. You can find out uh, if your industry matches the ones that they specialize in, at FederatedInsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. All Here he right. is. Here he is. He's coming in. Drum roll, I ladies am, and gentlemen. Yes, I figured it all out. Very proud of Here you. Here he comes. It really wasn't that Sports hard. dad. Sports dad. I, let's see if we see sports dad. The chief technical officer of Scorn. Hey, we're the, we're he back, is back for now.
2: We're back for now, ladies and gentlemen. It's, it's a good omen when you're doing a 53-man roster and you get cut before even the thing Ooh. starts. That's always also <laughs> a good thing, Ooh, That's too. a nice well, I I lo- surprise. A surprise, yeah, surprise, surprise cut. cut.
1: I, I like that, Declan. That's very good. I, I didn't put two and two together. Is the company trying to tell me something? <laughs> yeah. Well, there will be a lot of people happy, I think.
0: Well, and you'd be a coveted free agent, too. You'd have oh, options, I feel so. like, that happened. It's definitely frozen again.
1: Did I free it? No, I'm back now.
0: There we go. All right. Well, for the audio audience, this is a pure we are off and running play here. For the video audience, Judd's going to be choppy apparently. But um, Judd, how do you want to start this? So you have you've done the homework. You've you've seen the first handful of days at camp, correct? And uh, you've taken a stab at a fifty-three man roster projection. So take us wherever you want. here. Okay,
1: so this is going to be. I, I think this is the first of what we should do. This I would say, what three times? halfway through camp and then again towards oh, the end oh. of camp now here's the so here's the oh. difference um just so everyone is aware for the first time ever all the cuts the 90 to 53 is going to be done in one day now the vikings will obviously start to teams will probably start to shed some guys from their roster yeah. but there's no like initial cut and then another cut we are now down to one fell swoop so like if i did it's this a twice mass more
0: football slaughter
1: exactly and if i did this uh a couple more times, it would probably be fair because there's going to be things that change. There's going to be perceptions, especially after the joint practices and preseason games as well. So right now what I've done is i put together a 53, preliminary 53 from, as you said, a few days of non-padded practices. So let's be very clear here. Like the pads come on today and I think they really get added a little bit more tomorrow. So like we're going to find out who the men are at that point. Uh, but this is more of a skills competition Football. that I put together. 25 players on offense, 25 players on defense, mm. and, of course, three special teamers.
2: Oh, boy, I'm yeah. excited for that one.
1: So let's start on the where the uh, bread is buttered for Kevin O'Connell and his 2023 Vikings. That would be on the offensive side, okay? Mm-hmm. I would not say, just to be fair here, I would not say that I have any shocking cuts but i have redone some of the numbers the math on roster spots from last year so let's start at quarterback where last year the vikings kept two quarterbacks going in the season kirk cullen uh, kirk cousins nick mullins okay this year i predict right now they're going to keep three and i have a reason that goes beyond jaron halt being a fifth round pick who i think might get picked up if they try and sneak him onto the practice squad. But I've got Cousins being kept, Nick Mullins being kept, Jaron Hall. And I'll explain the Hall move because I think it's important to recall that when the owners met in Egan back in May, they reinstituted a new emergency quarterback rule. So, But that quarterback has to be on the 53-man roster. He can't be elevated on Saturday night as an emergency active. So he has to be on the 53-man roster. Now, the rule is that on game day, you have or are allowed 48 active players. The emergency QB does not count against that list. But in what should be known as the Brock Purdy rule, if your quarterbacks get hurt or one gets hurt and one gets ejected, the emergency QB... QB, in this case, Jaron Hall, can come in. So I think between those two things that the Vikings are going to have, especially with a head coach who had a key role in drafting Jaron Hall, you guys, I think yeah. with those two things, it makes a lot of sense that Jaron Hall makes the 53 and is one of three quarterbacks instead of two last year.
0: Yep. And if you're him too and you're you know trying to develop and the Vikings are, it's just, it's it's good to have him, well... You could technically try to sneak him onto a practice squad, you know, if you weren't worried about the emergency quarterback thing, but you wanted to keep him in the room and keep him. But, you know, fifth-round quarterbacks, it's quarterback league, quarterback starved league, right? There's no guarantee that you'd be able to send him through waivers. So this seems like a win-win for everyone. Jaron Hall gets to develop behind a couple of veterans, you know, Kirk Cousins and Nick Mullins, and then the Vikings, if they need to, could activate him in an emergency situation.
1: Yes, so, and Phil, we, we go back to the camp when Brad Childress, who was hired here as a QB guy. Now, he he was obviously not uh, what O'Connell appears to be, but we go back to the camp when, in a joint practice, the Chiefs saw Tyler Thigpen and decided to scoop him up. And if I'm not mistaken, Tyler Thigpen was like a seventh-round pick. Mm-hmm. So that's the, the one danger of the joint practices against the Titans and Cardinals is if Jaron Hall looks good, a team like the Titans could, could say, well, we saw him for two joint practices and a preseason game. It's worth a flyer. So I think that there is probably incentive there for Jaron Hall to make the 53-man roster, even though he ideally won't have to play.
0: Or maybe you have him tank the, tank the joint practice. Hey, Jaron, we're going to need you to... <laughs> We're you need sabotaged you to sabotage say. him with you some say. some wrong play calls. Hey, so we're going to run this play, but hey, wide receiver, run the wrong route. What's that conversation? conversation? Hey, Jerry. You don't have to tell him. No, you don't have to tell him. You oh, tell, uh, okay. You just tell You him. tell Jalen Naylor, hey, I'm going to need you to run the wrong route here, real quick. You'll make the roster if you screw up this route. <laughs> we're trying to keep his value
1: down. All, All
0: right. On so quarterbacks, three.
1: Yes. On to running backs. Last year, this team kept five, including fullback, our guy, CJ Ham.
0: We're counting fullbacks in this group?
1: Yes, yes, we are. Yep. Um, Offensive backfield, I guess it'd be fair to call it. I am dropping that because I'm keeping an extra quarterback. I am dropping that from five to four. Wow. Alexander Madison, obviously. Ty Chandler, Kene Wongwu, CJ Ham, and I'm trying to sneak Dwayne McBride, who with the perceived value of running backs, I think, is a lot less likely to be signed, especially with the market completely flooded with more than a 1,000 free agents in one day. I'm yeah. try- I'm trying to, and calling right now, Dwayne McBride the on-the-bubble guy who I think they try to get through to the, I think it is a 16-man practice squad.
0: Interesting here because Kwesi did say at his post-draft press conference that they had a starter grade on Dwayne McBride. So would you... Now, not necessarily this year, right? When you say that about a draft pick, it might mean like a projected starter grade when he's ready in two years or something. Yes. But would you risk letting another team swoop in and grab him if you think he's a starting running back in the NFL? But they might say the same thing about Ty Chandler, who was a higher draft pick than McBride, right? Certainly they think Alexander Madison's a starter, and and he's only 25. Yep. So, very, just kind of an interesting dynamic there. I agree. CJ Ham seems like he's – Wong Wu is the one that's the most fascinating because we know he can return kicks, but the NFL continues to try and marginalize that. You're only going to average, like, 1.5 actual kick returns a game. Mm-hmm. But he's been getting run with the offense during these offseason yes. camps and workouts. So, Yes,
1: and still, it is clearly um, – a competition that I can't tell right now. If you were to try to do a depth chart, I can't tell who's behind Madison right now. Hmm. Like the carries are being dispersed, especially with Chandler and Wangwu. So I've seen nothing because at the end of last year, I would have said Wangwu might be in trouble because of what you talked about with kick returns, Phil. But since the off season camp started and now through the first week of training camp, Wang Wu and Chandler look like it's a a very close competition. So I would say that McBride, just because of experience or lack thereof, is the odd man out. But this is why we we should do this again at some point because in three weeks, this could completely flip.
0: Yeah, this is the one that it's like musical chairs. (laughs) One of the ones to keep an eye on here. Okay. So we got, sorry, we got seven guys on the roster here you got three quarterbacks and four running backs slash fullbacks.
1: Now let's go to tight end. The tight end position solidified far more than it was a year ago at this time. But the similarity, the common thing is last year, the Vikings kept uh, three tight ends on the initial 53, and I predict right now they're going to do the exact same. But the names have changed, and they're better. TJ Hawkinson, Josh Oliver, and everyone's favorite, Johnny Munt. Wow. Now this also could change if somebody behind Munt overtakes him. But Munt, again on Friday, made a great catch. You know he's just a guy. He's not. He's not a guy that you want to play a ton. But if you need a guy to to come in and block, if uh, you know if um, Oliver gets hurt, if Hawkinson gets hurt, Johnny Munt's not going to come in and screw up. And the Titans end's going to be a big enough part of this offense that the reliability of that depth chart guy, that depth guy, is going to be extremely important. So, again, this this could change. A tight end could overtake Munt, but I am fairly certain that they're going to keep three again, and obviously Hawkinson and Josh Oliver are locks.
0: Yeah, what about, uh, like, you know, Nick Muse, for instance, yeah. has always been kind of this. You know, he's like 6'5", 250-pound the, dude who the Vikings did draft a couple years ago. Yes, yeah,
1: so that's what I Yeah, exactly. Guys no, like he's that. Younger. So they have right now. They have um, six tight ends on the roster. The three I didn't mention were Nick Muse, Colin Thompson, who was signed as a free agent, and uh, Ben Sims ben out Sims. of Baylor, who was a UDFA as well. So it's quite possible that one of those three uh, could challenge Munt. But I am I'm pretty confident that they're going to keep three and not four.
0: So Munt is the bar. He's like the He's like the 53rd guy. Or he's at the bar right now. We're not
1: quite sure. But, yes, he is the bar. He is.
0: All right. Uh, Where are we going next?
1: We are going to a position that is actually I've been impressed with thus far. And, again, pads aren't on. We don't have contact yet. But wide receiver. Okay. Wide receiver where I've been impressed. Yeah,
0: they have the best one in the NFL, of
1: course. No. No. Below him. I'm saying the dead. The, the depth of the guys that they have brought in seems to be pretty solid. So last year they kept five. I think they do the exact same thing. Justin Jefferson, KJ Osborne, Jordan Addison are locks. So that's three right there. Right now I'm going Jalen Reger, Jalen Naylor, But Brandon Powell, who came from the Rams and knows the O'Connell thought process and system pretty damn well, is my on-the-bubble guy. And Rager and Naylor are going to have to earn jobs. Um, Naylor suffered a leg injury on the first day of camp and hasn't practiced since. We're recording this before the Monday practice, so we don't know what's going to take place on Monday. Uh, But my two guys that are... Right now on the roster, but there's probably room for conversation here. Are the Jalen's Rager and Naylor and Brandon Powell could have the opportunity? Because I could see him being the punt return guy. Brandon yeah. Powell could have the opportunity to overtake one of those players.
0: Five foot eight, Brandon Powell. That's uh, mm-hmm. man, that's, that's so small. Yep. But what about my guy uh, Lucky Jackson, who's Looks been? Good. He's a, he's a 26-year-old now you're rookie.
1: Com, now you're coming around. You See, now you're seeing the depth.
0: Yes, he's looked good. I mean, he was it the XFL or the USFL? Or, well, he uh, carved up one of those leagues.
2: Yes, one of them. And I, I think it was the XFL. Yes, it was the XFL.
0: And then uh, yeah, he had Eastern a nice defenders. college career at Western Kentucky, mm-hmm. which is kind of an interesting guy to to keep an eye on. So his last year at Western Kentucky in 2019 as a senior. He caught 94 passes. 1133 yards and a handful of touchdowns. So again that's Conference USA, it's whatever. A lot of guys put up 1000 yards in sort of uh, you know, bad college football environments, but someone someone to maybe keep an eye on. Maybe they maybe they practice squad him, but he's 26 years I old. I could see so. that. Okay. So yeah, so yeah I, dude, I could I could see I could see Rager not making the team. Yeah.
2: I would rather take they your chance. Put him but, on the field.
0: Yeah. Now he's looked. He he's looked good so
1: far. Not in pads. He's run his routes correct, as far as I can tell. That's he's good. made. He is. When you watch him practice, and this is a thing that dangerously seduces you. When you watch him practice, you can see why he was a high draft pick. Like yeah. you watch him practice, there is if he can ever put the mental aspect of being in the right place at the exact right time. There is skill there that is, it's not Jefferson-like, but it's pretty damn good. Yeah. And so if he can ever get his act together, now I guess he could say, he could say from his time here, well, I was still, because I got picked up at the end of training camp right before the regular season started, I was still trying to learn, and like I know more now, but yeah, he seduces you with a talent that he showed in college, and so it's a little bit tempting. But yes, there is definitely, again, joint practices and preseason games um, could draw a line here that drops Rager or potentially Naylor below it. And Brandon Powell, 5'8", yes, but, they, but they're but they clearly trying to find someone to return punts, which is why it is intriguing that that Addison is doing that. I just don't know if Addison is going to get a lot of playing time on offense. I don't know if the preference is also going to have him return punts. But like this is a very, this is a very interesting time at the wide receiver position
0: in, in that room. Do you think, like, if they had a game? I mean, let's give it two more weeks of practice because things change in training camp. But right now, do you think Jordan Addison's the number three wide receiver, or do you think it's Jalen Naylor? If if there was a game in two weeks.
1: Um. Well, since Naylor's been out, it's well. It's that's true. Addison. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right now, now if, if because Naylor on the first day of training camp looked really, really damn good. So, if he hadn't got hurt and had practiced all last week, I think that there's probably a competition there. Right now, though, it, it's it goes Jefferson, Osborne, Addison, Rager. Okay. The depth chart. Alright,
0: so we got our so we got our skill guys. We got the flash here. We got fifteen flashy guys here. Quarterbacks, running backs, you want the meat backs tight ends. Do you want the meat? Need someone up front. Yep. Need some guys up front. Oh, here we go.
1: Okay. This is where this is where we get in the trenches.
0: Let's go. Football. Where
1: our friend Alex Boone begins salivating, oh. and blowing snot out his nose on cold days in Green Bay. Where Mark schlerth used to pee down his own pants before games—that's to intimidate teams. That's so disgusting. This is the offensive line, Declan. Goss. that's so disgusting. Well, yes, it's disgusting, but it's the offensive line. It's so, not supposed to be these
2: so effed. These up,
1: men dude. purposely eat as much as possible to, to get fat. Their playing careers get done, and they they look like Ryan Gosling and Barbie.
0: All right, can you can you imagine? By the way, Barbie, we saw that last night. Judd, you saw it yesterday. Yeah. All right, it's pretty. Yeah, it's it's corny, but. I'm here for it. Yeah, am here for it. Yeah, it was fine. It was good. People, people are getting I, all bent out of shape. Like it's political. It's like I don't know. It shines a light on how men have been like running the world for a long time, and this is what it would be like in Barbie Land if women run ran the world. And yeah. then they look at each other in the mirror at the end of the movie. It's yeah, like and it know. makes
1: fun of both sides too. Get over.
0: Yeah, it does. It's 100%. a movie. Yeah.
1: It's just a yeah. movie. <laughs> for
0: but for God God I will sakes. say this: do a billion dollars at the <laughs> yeah. box office. Too. I did get, get
1: home and googled Ryan Gosling's diet. For Barbie. And it is incredible.
0: Oh, I feel like to he's that had those ripped. abs in like every movie for Do the last g- 10 years.
1: Google what the diet was, though. Like to get th- those abs, because I don't think he keeps them. It's an incredible, oh, okay. it's an incredible uh, between the the things he actually eats and how he does that. And then the five-day-a-week just hellish workouts so I would think like, I would drop over. Hold there. on a Hold leg, on.
0: Before you right. get to the meat and potatoes here.
2: All right. Lift your feet.
0: All right, so, uh, yeah, New York Post, this is what he did to get Jack. He's 42 years old now. Looks great for 42.
1: Um, nice to have him. Okay,
0: so no processed foods, obviously. That's yeah. That's a big one. He did some intermittent fasting, which is, you know, a lot of people do. Yes. Intermittent fasting. Um, I don't know. I thought there was going to be a list of
1: Oh, I found here, a but... list. There, There is a list at some point in time. Yeah, it's hilarious. I mean, it's like I would die. Yeah.
2: It, like, you would find me dead. The stretching is lay on your back yep. and cross your left leg over your right. Lift your feet and legs straight up as high as you can without bending them. Slowly twist to the left, then the right, then slowly lower your back to the ground, and then continue this for one minute. Then repeat with the right leg on top for the following minute. No. no and that I'm, doesn't
0: account only no. only eating kale yeah. and, yeah.
2: Yes. You know. Yeah. Exactly. You know,
0: If you're looking for maybe a less ridiculous way to lose some weight, how about Livia instead? You know, that might be more I'm glad
1: reasonable. you mentioned that. You know why? Because that is, you're exactly right, realistic. That is a goal that you can start with and look at the guy. Look at the guy on the left. Look at the guy on the right. Sports dad, both. And you got that right. And that is because of my friends, Livia Weight Control Centers, who helped me drop 40 pounds. This is a a couple of years ago now, and they are going to help you do the exact same thing. Take off those unwanted pounds, look great, feel great, and here's the best part. They're going to help you maintain that weight loss as well. Best deal of the summer is on right now. Join today. Get 50% off your personalized program. That's right. Lose 10 pounds or more in your first two weeks. 10 pounds or more in your first two weeks. Take that, Ryan Gosling. Voted Minnesota's best weight loss program year after year. 855-GO-LIVIA. Livia, Livia, L-I-V-E-A dot com. If you're looking for a realistic way to drop weight and keep that weight off, Livia.com is where you should start.
0: You know, real quick, before we get to the meat and potatoes, the offensive line, let's also give it up for a new partner jumping on board today. Uglydeck.com. Glad to a have part them. of the Purple Daily family. Okay, yes. just
1: watch this, too, because I want you to realize, Ugly Deck, it's not just a new deck. It is a lifestyle. It is a, a party. Look, a, a maintenance-free deck can be expensive, but what if I told you there is a way to save, I'll say this slowly, $10,000, even if you think you can't build a deck yourself? Uglydeck.com, and look at the good time right there, has the DIY... That was
0: Judd and the chicken yeah,
1: suit. Like yeah, that was
0: Judd, yeah. Is there
1: something wrong with the chicken suit? No. Okay. No. They, they've got the DIY assist program where Ugly Deck installs your footings and ledger, uh, designs and assist with your project, and you finish the deck, and, again, you save uh, thousands. You get a free DIY coach who's going to help you from start to finish. So that's right. It's DIY, but it's with an assist as well. It's so easy even sports dad could do it. Yeah, that's exactly right. Half of the UglyDeck.com DIY customers have never framed a deck before, but you can DIY it with their help. Average savings – are between ten dollars and $11,000. If you go to their website, you can pick out your deck. Check out all the great national brand products that they carry. Right now, they're running their fall promo, $500 off. So that's just the starting point. Just tell them Judd sent you or that you heard about it on Purple Daily. Late summer and fall, they are the perfect time to build a deck. So get started now on their website. Go to UglyDeck.com. That's UglyDeck.com. Click on DIY and save thousands on that deck restoration.
0: Why you sound a little offended yeah, well, that okay. well, the mentioned like, suit? I love the chicken like,
1: suit guy. Don't yeah, forget. It
0: sounds, no, it sounds like a guy that maybe goes out in a chicken suit once in a while. Yeah. And One of my favorite
1: moments in my entire career, 2009, across the street from Winter Park, Brett Favre comes back. It's chaos. Dude in chicken suit with some type yes. of promotion sign. It was I love hilarious. that guy. There's
0: just like hundreds of people and then a guy in a chicken suit. Yeah, we'll never forget that. All right, meat who, potatoes. Who's up front here on the offense? Okay, last men. year
1: on the offensive line, this team kept ten guys. I predict they're going to do the exact same because depth here becomes incredibly important. Christian Darissa, Ezra Cleveland, Garrett Bradbury, Ed Ingram, Brian O'Neill are your starters. So now okay. comes the part where you, where you say, "Hmm, who else gets kept?" Austin Schlottman, center slash guard, with very important and they actually stepped in. Last year, when Bradbury got hurt, makes the team. Oli Udo, mm-hmm. Blake Brendel, and Vidarian Lowe, who all made the team last year and are tackles. And your top two backups, um, and, and if O'Neill can't go in week one, Udo will start at right tackle. So Udo and Brendel, I think, would be your uh, top two backups. That's nine. Right now, and again, this one is subject to change. Right now, I'm going with veteran guard Chris Reed, who is currently on the non-football injury list. Um, But if you look at the rest of the, the depth in training camp, Chris Reed is a veteran guy. He's been here. So as of a week into practice, I'm giving him the edge. But the Chris Reed one, as far as the interior line spots go, could change. And also, this is a very important thing here, too. I could see this being an outside deal. Like, if a guy gets cut that they like, let's say, again, Mm -hmm. it's a guy from the Titans or Cardinals, right? Mm -hmm. So, Chris Reed, I have making the team right now, but I could see an audible being made and actually signing a guard-slash-center, potentially, who's cut after those final cuts are made.
0: Yep, that makes some sense. So, yeah, this is... A lot of this depends on Ed Ingram. You know, if Ed Ingram pans out to be what they thought when they drafted him in the second round. And then Brian O'Neill. we kind of know, I think at this point what Bradbury is he's, he got a little bit better last year in this system with this coaching, whatever uh, Ezra Cleveland road grading run blocker who struggles at times in pass protection. If you can get Ingram to take a step and if Brian O'Neill can come back healthy from the Achilles, that's a pretty solid group of five. It's mm-hmm. not perfect, but it's a pretty solid group. So with some guys who can play different positions and step in and, all right, yeah, but you're, I think having our radar up for waiver claims and yeah. like little trades here and there would maybe make some sense. Absolutely. So there's your offense. 25 players. 25 offensive players right there, okay. All
1: right, so now let's pivot to Brian Flores's 25 guys that I have them keeping on defense. We will start with the defensive line, where last year they kept six guys. Right now I'm predicting same thing.
0: Harrison's and this fil- doesn't count, not counting edge, because edge F- is Yes, linebacker. absolutely.
1: Yes, yes, yes. yes. I, I've got defensive line, outside linebacker, inside linebacker, safeties, and cornerbacks. Football. Just, yeah. Well, it's a 3-4. Mm-hmm. It's a base 3-4. Football. So we're not going to, like, screw around. We're not going to get cute. We're yeah. trying to win football games here, especially. And, and look, just to be very clear again, I am not convinced this defense is going to suck as bad as people think. There's this perception that, oh man, they're not improved. I I would argue that I think that that they are. And the return of Daniil Hunter on Sunday. But I think we've, and I've been saying this for a few months, I think we get way too caught up in names. Like, I know who that guy is, and I know who that guy is. On defense,
0: they're all all replaceable for the most part.
1: On defense, names aren't unimportant completely, but it's attitude and scheme. It's attitude and scheme.
0: So like when you when you say goodbye to like a thirty one year old or thirty year old Eric Kendricks, he is super replaceable in terms of on the field abilities and whatnot. Now leadership, you got to watch out for you. Yep, they lost a lot of leaders in that room, so I would be a little careful on that front. But they still have leaders. Harrison Smith is still on this team, so yes. And Brian Flores is probably going to be a better leader of the whole thing than Ed Donatel was.
1: Yes, yes, he will be. You would be, Phil. If you took over yeah. that defense today, <laughs> not knowing a tenth of what Ed knows or Brian knows, I think that, okay, that you everyone, would be an improvement gonna, on Ed. On, you know what we're going to do today? We're
0: going to we're use. Gonna, we're going to bitch about the twins. That's what we're, we're going to do we're today.
1: We're going to use our strengths and blitz once in a while and not play a variation of the Tampa 2 that I'm blowing smoke up the head coach's butt no. and telling him is the Vic Fangio scheme.
0: Here's what we're going to do, everyone. We're going to complain about Kirk Cousins. Yeah, we're going to be Kirk Cousins haters because I'm the coach now. All right. Uh, All right, Harrison Phillips. Yep.
1: Dean, Dean Lowry, who was signed from the Packers, who I actually think is going to uh, potentially start at a defensive end. Keep in mind, it's a 3-4. Yep. Um, Kyries Tonga. James Lynch. Jonathan Bullard. Okay. Usese Otamu. Okay. Very similar to last year, obviously, minus Dalvin Tomlinson.
0: Yep. Interesting. And now, Tonga was really good in like a small sample size last year. Do you yes. have any sort of word on on him? It kind of kind of came out of nowhere. PFF loved him last year. He showed up, made a couple plays. He's going to get substantial play. Yeah. Year.
1: No, I I think he's going to be. Um, I think Tonga is going to, if I'm right about this, be one of the primary replacements for Dalvin Tomlinson. Yeah. But
0: you know, yeah, that's uh,
1: the good thing here is. It's sort of a rotation as well. So if, if he's awesome, that's great. If he's not, you probably just create more rotational opportunities. But, yeah, Tonga definitely has earned a chance through what he did last season to get more playing time
0: this year. One name that was missing is the uh, the rookie from LSU, Jaqueline Roy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that –
1: and – that might be, that's one where, where I would say that there is a chance that he is going to knock off one of the guys at the bottom of this list. I just need to see more.
0: It's a fifth rounder.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think there's a good chance. I think there's a good chance. So w- what was Otamu, let me see here.
0: I've got also, they list. traded, what, what did they trade for Ross Blacklock a year ago? I
1: think he's going to get cut. I think he's a bust. I think yeah. it was like a seventh round. Yeah, but I think he's just a bust. Just swallow hard, say, we screwed up.
0: He didn't yeah, he do was a anything. former, like, second-round pick out of college, yeah. but that's you know, yep, yep. what it is.
1: No, I don't think he's go- going to work. So, Otomo uh, Phil was a fifth-round pick in 2022, and yep. ja- uh, Jaqueline Roy was a fifth-round pick in 23. Yep. So, that's going to be neck and neck. Bullard made the team out of training camp as well last year. He, he was a free agent in 22, so it- it's not going to be entirely surprising if again one of those guys at the bottom of the depth chart I just read or at the list I just read gets cut in favor of Roy but that's one where without the pads on it's really hard to know exactly how guys are doing
0: this is definitely I know we can sit here and you know we can put a put a shine on any of these guys Harrison Phillips is a really good player Harrison Phillips just kind of knowing the Buffalo Bills' cadence, too, is the main reason why Josh Allen fumbled that snap on the doorstep yep. of the goal line and the Vikings won that game. Yep. Just a good, smart, solid player. All these other guys are just sort of guys. You know, they're like, they'll flash a little bit, Tonga, until they prove otherwise. This is, is it fair to say that this is one of the most questionable positions on the field for the Vikings? Yes. The, the non edge rushing defensive lineman?
1: Huge because we also don't know at this point, exactly what Flores is looking for there. Yeah. Like, he's not looking for the same things Easy Ed was. Um, yeah. But I do think it's going to be difficult because until we see them actually in padded practices, it's hard to know. Um, but I think I think Phillips is a lock. I think Tonga's a lock. I think Lowry, who they signed as a free agent for the Packers, is probably a lock. James Lynch, they like. So I guess if there's, if if like Jaquella Roy is going to beat out one of two guys, it's probably Bullard
0: or Atamu. Yep. All right. What's next on our 53? outside we linebackers? Have, uh, six defensive players here. OLBs.
1: OLBs, and and we're now going to get into a very interesting portion of the program because my numbers of guys that I predict they're going to keep are changing because I think Flores is going to have different priorities. So, like it was it was easier to do the offense because you sort of know what KOC's priorities are. So Mm -hmm. they they were gonna stick they're probably gonna stick pretty close to a construction on numbers that they did a year ago to for the final fifty-three. This one's gonna change, I think. Because I think there's gonna be a different emphasis put on certain positions that's gonna cause a shift in how they keep guys. Mm -hmm. All right. Outside linebackers, OLBs. Last year they kept five. This year, I'm predicting that they keep six. Wow. Daniil Hunter, Marcus Davenport, DJ Wanham, Patrick Jones II, Luigi Villain, who we talked about last week. And this is another one, subject to change, but Andre Carter II. So
0: yeah, there he is. It's our
1: guy. Bear with me here. He's on the pup right now with a soft tissue injury, but he's supposed to be off here soon. He received $300,000 as a UDFA from Army guaranteed and a $40,000 signing bonus. I don't think you make that commitment and then just cut him. You might, but that's a lot. So the the Vikings definitely invested heavily in the undrafted free agent market back in April. Yeah. So I am for right now saying Andre Carter II returns to training camp and actually is uh, kept on the initial 53 because of the Vikings' desire
2: not to lose him. He's a uh, hot topic on the Purple Daily on Draft Show with Thor and Tyler who are both very, very bullish on him. And because of his Army training, I mean, when you're training for the Army and you're doing more cardio than you are lifting and a lot more power stuff... Um, it's a project like they view him as a project. That's what Thor and Tyler say too. It's not a lock. He makes the roster. I'm with Judd that if you're going to pay him all this guaranteed money to basically almost make it, it'd be kind of foolish to then just put him on the practice squad if someone else can claim him. But there's clearly something in here that the Vikings brass want to take a chance on and develop and build. And I think once he gets off this list hopefully sooner rather than later, um, he'll be able to flash enough that he's probably going to make this roster.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he is uh he's a guy that was going like second round in some some mock roundups too. Now that's not to say that like the mockosphere was right and everything else was wrong. He ultimately he was undrafted, right? So, but there's some major potential there. I like I like that the sneaky one by Judd there. But he's got to get back on the field. Absolutely. Got to get back on the field.
1: Absolutely. So, in keeping now um six outside linebackers instead of five, I'm going to steal away and th- this will Make sense as we go along. I'm going to steal away from the inside linebacker spot, where last year, logically, they kept four. And that would make the most sense. But this will become clear why. In the final 53, I'm only keeping three. Wow. For now. Brian Asamoah, Jordan Hicks, and Troy Dye. On the bubble, on the bubble, and this one is tough too, Ivan Pace Jr., He received um, $236,000 from the Vikings, again, to sign as a UDFA out of Cincinnati. That was tied for fifth most of all UDFAs this past year. So, again, Ivan Pace Jr. might be a guy that, that can get his way in and make the 53. But as of now, I am keeping three inside linebackers, Asamoah, Hicks, and Troy Dye.
0: Yeah this uh, I I'd be curious to see I guess when I show up for the first time uh at practice here this week and what you've observed the biggest knock on Ivan Pace it wasn't productivity at Cincinnati in college it was size right it was being able to shed blocks he's he's only 5 foot 10 with with not very long arms and so he actually profiles more as like a safety in terms of size uh you just figured me out so
1: Okay. You oh, just are you putting
0: Ivan Pace in a different no, bin? Nope,
1: nope, nope. But I am putting positional keeps. I am switching around safety, as you just said. Last year they kept four. This year they keep five because it's my contention that the outside linebackers and safeties are going to be more, or I'm, I'm sorry, that the linebackers and safeties are going to be more interchangeable than ever as far as who's on the, the field when. Don't forget I think there's going to be a heavy emphasis, as we discussed last week, put on the big nickel.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right.
1: (laughs) So what you have for safeties, this is so great. Harrison Smith, obviously. Cam Bynum. Josh Metellus, who is starring as the big nickel. Yeah. Louis Seam, who had a marvelous uh, diving pick that we talked about on our Sunday, Purple Daily on uh, Saturday afternoon. And then I've got them keeping fourth round pick from LSU, Jay Ward.
0: Yep. Yeah. He's not, you're, you're not cutting a fourth round pick from LSU.
1: Yep. So Harrison Smith can buy Josh Metellus, Louis scene, Jay Ward, keeping five safeties instead of four.
0: I like where you're going here. I like where you're going here. Um, And those guys are, yeah, those guys are going to, it's funny because, like, you look at this, you're like, wait a second, only three linebackers, but the outside linebackers take up so much real estate in this defense. The safeties, I think you're right with what they want to do here. The safeties are going to largely be faster. They're going to be more versatile. So you're going to want more of those guys. They're more interchangeable than, like, the Troy Dyes of the world. So if it's down to, like, I'm trying to think, well, let's say it's between, let's say you know you want to keep eight inside linebacker safety types. Okay. Who are you booting for Ivan Pace? As much as I would love the Vikings to take a flyer on him because he was so productive in college, but like, you're not booting Jay Ward, a fourth round pick. Would,
1: would you boot? Would you boot in one of the six outside linebackers? I'm keeping.
0: I guess you. I mean, you could boot Andre Carter, but you're going to need bodies, right? You're, I mean, Hunter and Davin Porter locks. Well, I think Patrick Jones has enough upside. Yeah. Wanham is like a professional player, I guess. Luigi valain but I'd have to, I'd have to sort of hear the logic and the reason. The only thing it, now, edge rushers, man.
1: So the the only uh, potential for a surprise, and our friend Tyler fornis has broached this now for a few months. He thinks there's a good chance that Wanham is going to be cut. So th- that would be yeah. like the surprise move, and with Daniel Hunter back now, I guess there could be some question about Wanham's fit. In Flores's defense, but yeah, I think that these young guys who can potentially get after the quarterback, I'm not cutting them at this point. Want I want that,
0: is, yeah. Want him to, if, in terms of like edge rusher who gets after a quarterback, he's not great at it, right? That's you know, what I'm his, saying. Like, like his, you know, I know that he had, he racked up some sacks a couple of years ago, but in terms of like his pressure rates and his win rates and stuff, like he's he doesn't he doesn't really move the needle. So, so perhaps if that? you were comfortable could you keep 11 total defensive linemen and edge rushers instead of 12 to open up a spot for, like, uh, Ivan Pace, you know, something like that? Yeah, you probably could. So there's, there's like, more interesting defensive chess pieces here than maybe some people are giving credit for, but there's also a major lack of high-end experience. Yes. We kind of talked about this last week, too. It's like you could make one case that, wow, there's a lot of really interesting guys, even some of these rookies, like, Jay Ward, you know, it's really interesting. Jaqueline Roy, who you have not even on here right now. Like, there's some interesting guys here. But um, in terms of high-end experience on defense, Hunter Davenport, kind of, but he's an unfinished product. Harrison Smith, yes. You know, Jordan Hicks is the only linebacker with real, actual starting experience. We're putting a lot on Asamoah. That's nothing. When you only keep three inside linebackers, yes, we're putting so much stock well, in the Brian Asamoah is going to be good, Ben, and we don't really know for the, sure.
1: The first four days of practice or so, though, have shown so far that I think there's going to be more put on Jordan Hicks than we thought. Like Hicks is on a lot, and so. Now, Osimo intrigues me a lot because of his speed and athletic ability, but Flores is clearly going to value Hicks's smarts. Yeah. And I guess if you are able to coach him and put him in the right position, Hicks, it's going to help, especially in the run game. But, yeah, until we start to see actual competition, it's really hard to know what Flores exactly is going to value and who he wants to take along look at, like, I think in the three preseason games, in fairness, they're not going to reveal much, if anything, about the scheme, right? It's going to be as blah because that's how you go about your business because you don't want to put things on tape. So that's fine. But I think he's going to have to have at least a little bit of a tell in who gets playing time. Yeah. Because there's to your point, Phil, there's a lot of young guys here. And clearly, the two joint practices and the three preseason games are going to give that group of guys a chance to stand out and i don't and unlike a guy like harrison smith or hunter you're not going to protect them necessarily so yeah this is one of the most interesting like among my my reasons for excitement about this season and the vikings is this defensively yeah it could be bad but i think that there's a chance it's not and if it's not it's going to be so interesting to watch how things unfold
0: and unlike some of the previous years, there's not a lot of positions where you're just kind of like, like last year, they were kind of stuck with Kendricks and Hicks because those are veteran, highly paid linebackers. Or you, you got Patrick Peterson, you're kind of, and, he, and Pat, Pat P was actually pretty good last year and had some big time interceptions, but you were stuck with like six highly paid, highly statured veterans. And at least with this group, Guilt free, you can you can be like, oh, okay, a Caleb Evans isn't really working. Let's let's move, uh, you know, George Juan Williams in. Which now I'm segueing into your next category, yes. which is cornerback. But yeah,
1: and so again, I played with the arithmetic here last year. Not surprisingly, coming out of training camp in the initial 53, they kept six corners. I've got them keeping five. Yep. This time, Byron Murphy Jr. is a lock. A Caleb Evans appears to be a lock, and it looks like he's going to start in the base defense. Um, you just mentioned this man's name, but Jawan Williams signed as a free agent from the Patriots, and a guy that didn't play all of last season because of a shoulder injury in the first four days of training camp is in a starting is in a starting job in the nickel defense when Byron Murphy Jr. moves inside. Now, that's the normal nickel defense because he comes off in the big nickel for Josh Metellus. And then I've got them also keeping Makai Blackman, who I think they do like a lot, and Andrew Booth Jr., who I can't decide where things stand, but I don't think that's going to get in the way of him making the final 53.
0: Yep. There it is. Wow. 25 and 25. I guess any surprise special teams? No, no, no. Greg Joseph, Joseph.
1: Ryan Wright, and uh, Dupala at long snapper.
2: We have a kicking okay. competition, though, right? That is confirmed.
1: Yeah, actually, on was it on Friday or Saturday? Saturday, um, Joseph went 7 of 7, and the nice. Georgia kid, Pod, Podlesny, is that correct?
0: Mm-hmm. Was, Podlesny.
1: was 3 of 3.
0: So Jack we do Podlesny. have...
1: And, and I would dismiss it as being a joke, but, you know, keep in mind, last year, punter, we all said, Ryan Wright's a camp leg. He ain't going to make this team. And he did. So... I guess based on the precedent that was set with that, I can't completely dismiss the fact that Lesney might have a chance here. Uh, but I think it's definitely Greg Joseph's job to lose.
0: Yeah. Wow. Great stuff, Judd. Wonderful work. That's the first iteration. I'll
1: come back with more. Your
0: fifty-three man roster projection. We're just
1: getting started. They've been in in short so far, running some drills. But today is when today is when the scouts really really give a sideways glance at who looks good and who looks bad.
0: Yeah, And uh, if you're banged up, maybe you go to Summit Orthopedics. Maybe that's what you try if you're dealing with some sort of joint pain, whatever it is, knees, shoulders, neck, back, spine, elbows. No referrals needed at Summit Orthopedics. Same-day appointments. And they also have walk-in orthopedic urgent care seven days a week starting at 8 a.m. 25 locations across the Twin Cities in greater Minnesota. Learn more at summitortho.com. That's summitortho.com. All right. Well, that was that was great. That was football porn, is what that was. Oh. That that was was real football porn. Oh yeah. Well, five safeties, talk dirty. I sat
1: down, I sat down with the roster yesterday right here. Started crossing guys off. I mean, I was making career. Life-changing decisions (laughs) on a Sunday afternoon.
0: Jaqueline Roy, you think you're on the team? Well, you're not. You're not yet.
1: You got to make this Get your ass out of here. Yeah, I was going through trying to put myself in the mind of Brian Flores. Not quite sure, but really trying to, like, channel his thought process.
0: There's some tough ones in here, man. This is good. I'm going to be – we should do it again in, like, two weeks once we get almost to the end of, like, the the real training camp portion. Yes. And end of the joint practices in the first game, so – all right. Thank you, guys. If you could, click the subscribe button and the like button on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. And if you could give us a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts, you can help us continue to spread the word about what has become, amazingly, because there's so many Vikings fans out there, um, one of the most listened to football podcasts in America, Purple Daily. See you tomorrow.